Angela and Anthony. Maybe Linwood Boomer too. We love Brian Cranston, as I'm sure you do too. Angela and Anthony. Sorry for this shitty twiddle. We love Brian Cranston. Podcast in the middle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fascinating episode of Podcast in the Middle. I'm Angela. And I'm Anthony. How's it going? Pretty good. This is the first podcast with my brand new microphone. Your brand new microphone. Uh, <laughs> I just listened back to that little audio test we just did, and it sounded good. Well, that's good. Maybe I'll have yeah. to invest in one. Uh, I would say so. Um, the Blue Yeti, which is, seems to be a popular podcast mic. Um, you know, it's legit. It's like a condenser mic, I think, which I don't really know what that means. But it's USB, fairly portable. You can also, I got the, the regular sized one, but you can get like the mini too. It's pretty sharp looking. Like it's, a, I feel like I'm official. Not a sponsor. No, not, it's important to know, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, our father just called me and I don't know why. Uh, he, uh, he, well, he knows I'm doing this, but I don't think he knows you're doing this. Well, who else would be doing it? <laughs> you pick it up. Have a call in the air. He left a voicemail. Oh, huh. Alrighty uh, then. Oh, I sent him a video of Gavin riding his bike, and I guess he can't watch it. <sighs> well, anyway. Anyway. Episode four, uh, succinctly titled Shame. Um, this is a classic. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I have to say, I really don't remember ever watching this one. Really? Yeah. One part especially that's like absolute classic, and we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, real quick, originally aired on February 6th, 2000, written by David Richardson and directed by Nick Mark. And uh, one thing I'm starting to notice a lot about this show, and I think we've talked about it before, is that like it jumps around a lot. Like there's at least an average of like 15 scenes per episode. Yeah, I it was kind of hard to follow along and take my notes. I had to keep pausing. Me too. Yeah, it took me about a good like <laughs> probably 40 minutes to get through the episode, yeah, because of that. But yeah, that just seems to be a common thing I'm noticing, but it doesn't it's not like a problem though for the show. Like everything like everything has the allotted time that it needs and like like I think I said earlier too, like no scene is wasted. Um, so I learned, um, the, the openings are what's called, um, crap, I lost it in my notes. Give me a second. It's, it's called, what's what's called a cold open Yeah. when they have like those, uh, for all you television people out there, um, prior to the, uh, credit sequence. So this one, uh, we got the boys burying a frog or not burying what appears to be them burying a frog, but we find out they're going to send it into space. <laughs> Jumpy number nine. Jumpy number nine. May he rest in pieces. Yeah. And then like you think it's just them out there and then it cuts off and Hal's like just sitting reading the newspaper. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like they said, they're like, may he rest in pieces. And then all together, they're like, amen. <laughs> but yeah, that's a pretty funny one. Um, so that's the cold open. And then we cut. A lot of sitcoms have cold opens. Yeah, I never knew it was called that. Like I said, I just learned that today, kind of just doing more little research. Like I like to watch the episode and then dig around the internet for any interesting tidbits. But anyway, 
Um, so then we get to the meat of the episode uh, at the playground. Malcolm and Stevie are playing catch. I wrote down a funny quote. I, I don't know if you caught it, but when want me to kiss it when they're playing catch. No, I didn't catch that. uh, Throwing the ball too hard. (laughs) Well, he's like, they're playing catch and Stevie's like narrating what he's doing. He's like kind of like commentating, like winding up for the pitch. And Malcolm's like, hurry up. (laughs) And it kind of reminded me, I don't know. I I don't know if you're going to admit to this, but when we were little or younger, we sometimes play video games together. Okay. And you'd, you'd have to read what the characters were saying. And you would do like voices <laughs> for each individual character. And it would be like, I'd be like, come on, like just read it and let's go through the story. That's what it reminded me of. Is this before you knew how to read? Um, Maybe, because I mean, we we're playing Super Nintendo. So you figure, oh. I like to, if I, I don't really play video games that much, but when I used to, I liked to read what they were saying. No, I, I would read them too, but you would read them out loud and do like different <laughs> different like voices. But anyway, they're playing catch, and um, Malcolm gets pissed, throws the ball over Stevie's head, and uh, we were introduced to a new bully, uh, oh, Kevin, Kevin, who I have here in my notes a uh, second rate spaff. Oh. <laughs> like I, I don't know, but anyway, uh, it kind of makes sense though. It's a different bully because we'll find out later on why, but. Basically calls him stinky, throws the ball over Malcolm's head, so he has to go chase it. Kind of just setting the the scene and just kind of setting the episode ahead. Yeah, um, it's pretty nasty. Um, this is another big one too because um, this is the first uh, intro of Spangler. Yes, who I mentioned an episode back or two. Do you remember him now? I do remember him now. Commandment Spangler. Yeah, and so he's given like a sex ed, uh, a slideshow, <laughs> like <laughs> pretty was, old school. Uh, kind of reminded me of my Catholic school sex education. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I remember, I don't know what they did for you, but I remember they had like parents come in. So like daddy and I had to like sit and like. Well, that was family life in fourth or fifth uh, grade. Oh, Jesus. Where your parent had to come in and watch his video with you. I think it's important to note uh, we went to Catholic school, so maybe that's is that do, do they do they do that in public school? I don't know. I have no idea. You went to public maybe. school for a little bit. I didn't. I have some public school experience. Yeah. But um, in high school, when we had sex ed, fake sex ed, because it was a Catholic school, we watched a slideshow that included lots of graphic photos. Yeah. <laughs> there was no education. It was just graphic photos. <laughs> and that, and this is funny because he's like talking to the guys, and he goes, "You know, here's a here's a young specimen. Perhaps her name, <laughs> perhaps her name is Mary or Wendy or Becky Lou. Her real name is Disease. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's basically, just to try to scare them. It kind of reminded me. Of, what's that scene in Mean Girls where like the gym teachers like? Like, don't have sex. You will die. You will die, yeah. I'll take some of these condoms. (laughs) And this is actually, like, the first time that, like, Francis's plot doesn't coincide with the rest of the families. It's kind of going on separately, I noticed. I think, don't they do that going further? He'll have his own separate plot that has nothing to do with anybody else. Right. And it's kind of keep him relevant. But it's good, though. It's funny. Like, you definitely are interested in what's going on at the military school. Yeah. So it's not like you don't care. 
And then we shoot to to uh, Dewey falling off the tree, which which is pretty funny because Hal's like he goes, you know, I'm sick of raking leaves. I'm you know I'm sick of uh, I'm sick of the face that keeps looking at me on the tree. <laughs> and now it's after our children, <laughs> like <laughs> that kind of thing. And so that's like kind of like the impetus for like them getting the wood chipper, which was like the the classic moment I was talking about. Uh-huh. But um, we do have a few scenes in between that. Uh, at that point, we're back at school. And we come back to school. Uh, it's pizza day. Spot, yeah, pizza day. Spot on. Like, definitely the best day of school lunches was pizza day. And uh, Kevin strikes again, cuts Malcolm in line, and he gets uh, the American goulash. He takes the last two slices of pizza. Yeah, cuts him in line. And then um, Kevin comes back, starts, like, continuing to make fun of him. And uh, Stevie's like, I'll take care of this. <laughs> Takes off. <laughs> I'm starting to love Stevie. Stevie's the best. It's funny because he takes off his glasses and Kevin's like, what are you looking at? And he's like, uh, lights, uh, some shadows. <laughs> he's just like blind. Uh, really funny character for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then Malcolm <laughs> snacks and starts beating the crap out of Kevin. Kicks the absolute shit out of him. <laughs> Did you catch like, the lunch lady? Yeah, yeah. Fight, <laughs> fight, fight, fight. <laughs> but like, really, like, not like, like pounds on him. Like, yeah. like he should have like, like he needs like facial reconstruction surgery or something. It would seem like the way he's hitting him. Well, when the when the um they take him to the nurse's office, he, they're trying to figure out if he's covered in blood or pizza sauce. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when we learn that Kevin Kevin is seven. He's a second grader. <laughs> just, what? Oh my god, that's so good. That's so funny. He's seven years old. He is not he's bigger than I am. Gavin. Well, because Gavin is five, and Gavin's a pretty tall kid. Right, but he's not. He's lanky, right? Gavin, like Gavin's very lanky, but like this kid, Kevin was huge. I thought he was twelve years old. You'd think, yeah. But um, I I had forgotten about that part too, which is hilarious. Or so he even like cries for like his Teletubbies or something like yeah. that. <laughs> like, Malcolm's like, like, what is going on? Who comes in to try to help Malcolm? Oh, Caroline, yeah. Caroline. Good old Which, Caroline. Um, yeah, who had a kind of um, way less of a presence than in previous episodes. Yeah. So I don't, I don't believe she makes it past I'm, season one, yeah, but I'm pretty sure she's only in season one. So then we cut to the brothers walking home from school, talking about the fight, and like Reese is loving it, like reading him, like the the report, I guess, that he has to give to his parents about yeah. like he's like being a thug. Malcolm feels terrible though. Yeah, he feels awful about it, and he kind of goes to try and repent a little later on. But that's when we get to Hal cutting down the tree, and he's like super enthusiastic. The chainsaw. Yes. And then we jump yet again uh, back to military school where um, Spangler's talking about his next lecture. And that's when Francis decides he's going to go in his office and steal the slides. But what does he find? He finds a a VHS that shows how old this show is. has a VHS that is labeled vacation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He walks right in the office. So he goes in, steals the slides and it's just like pretty normal stuff, but I guess there's like, okay, there's photos of him drinking like in a speedo out of a speedo. And, um, I guess the goal is to 
sabotage his uh, slideshow, you know, a little school prank. Yep. And then we're we're back at breakfast again. Which um, I thought the breakfast scene was hysterical and Lois. Was, they were like, why are the eggs so small? Yeah, Robin's eggs. <laughs> From the tree that Hal cut. <laughs> yeah, they started talking about like all the benefits of the tree being gone, like that, the eggs, more light like coming through the window. <laughs> and then Malcolm like loses it and he goes like, all right, when are you going to punish me? And then, like the whole family just starts laughing. <laughs> and uh, she's like, Lois is like, we just start every day with a laugh. <laughs> um, but they're generally, they're okay with what happened. Like they, they're kind of, they're completely empathetic and understanding the, like this kid was just poking at you all like nonstop and you just, you broke. It comes to a point where if someone's bothering you that much, I, Kevin deserved it. Normal human reaction is to freak out. Yeah. Bullied like that. I mean, you don't condone violence, but Jesus back off, Kevin. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. I don't, I'm not advocating violence here on the podcast, but you got to stick up for yourself. Yeah. Um, and then they get a knock at the door. It's the rest of the neighborhood angry about them cutting down the tree. The neighbors hate them. Yeah. What's well, the thing? They're like, well, now we can see your house. <laughs> <laughs> and then like they start, I guess the, I assume that they're cursing, they're cursing. but they, yeah. yeah. And they refer to like the monkey sounds. Oh, that was so funny with the animal sounds. Uh, that was a, Hysterical. Pretty, yeah, I would agree. Hysterical is the right word, especially with Dewey like standing on the table or chair. I was so good. And so Malcolm feels bad though, still about yeah. Kevin, and he uh, tries to go the route of, of faith. So he goes to uh, he goes to a church, talk to a priest. He talks to a rabbi and someone who's like a little more, I guess, probably like a spiritual Buddhist, something like yeah, along those lines, and um pretty funny scene it felt like it was just all an all-around rip on each one kind of basically give them the same same generic answer yeah stereotypical way that a priest might give the advice or a you know someone who practices yoga and meditation might give that advice exactly yeah so they rip around on all on a couple religions which is which is funny and then we get to the wood chipper scene, which is what I was talking about is <laughs> being like the absolute classic scene. I don't um, remember this. I didn't really? It so it was, funny. It was so funny. They're just throwing anything they can find into the wood chipper. And um, so he, he's finished cutting down the tree when Dewey and Reese walk up and they're like, oh, you, you did the best part without us. And he goes <laughs> like, what is that thing? And he's like, it's a wood chipper. Pretty much uh, evaporates anything that goes into it. And Dewey throws his lunchbox in and he's like, Dewey, he goes, wait a minute. That was actually pretty cool. What else you got? And it's like a montage of them just like throwing everything they can find uh, into the wood chipper, just having a blast. And each time, like when they would run back to the house, like the way Hal would run was so funny. Definitely their, uh, their bonding experience. Yeah. And then they put the confetti in and I'm like, all right, I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think we've had enough. I had to that rewind w- it because I was like, what what was that? I missed like what it was before it went in there, and then I realized, oh, they just threw confetti into the wood chipper. Uh, yeah, super funny scene. And then we're back to the classroom. Um, they're putting on some kind of play that like one kid is like freaking out about, and but Stevie and Malcolm are in the back uh, chatting, and Malcolm's trying to figure out like what he can do to like make up for beating up Kevin. Mm-hmm. 
And so he finds a flyer on the wall he that says like a, a marathon. Run a marathon to raise money to cure diseases. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a montage of him like going house to house and just <laughs> like not even just getting denied, but like just the people are like so rude and look at him like they're trying to scam him. And then all of a sudden he starts getting people to sign and then you realize he took Stevie's wheelchair. It's <laughs> like so messed up. And he's like lying on the lawn. Um, yeah, this show, it, it's like, it's pretty family friendly, I'd say, but there are definitely moments where like it gets pretty, pretty absurd and pretty crude, almost, almost raunchy. Right. Like that's the kind of thing that if someone got caught doing that today, someone else's wheelchair to raise money, <laughs> <laughs> they'd uh, get in a little bit of trouble. And then we're back to the house where Hal's planted a new tree. I guess they kind of gave into the neighbor's demands and, and said, you know, but he turns out he regrets it. Like he yeah, misses the he, old tree. He's really sad about it. And that's when we, uh, when Kevin's dad <laughs> comes up, we think it's his dad. Um, and it's funny cause he's like, I hear your son likes beating up seven year olds. And Hal's like, well, I'm not sure that he likes it, but he is good at it. <laughs> Something like that. Like, that's, that's like a, that to me is like a breaking bad reference though. Cause that's like, Oh, Oh, my son's good at beating you up. Right. And um, so the, you know, he pokes some, he's like, you know, you don't want to poke me. And we don't really know what happens until we get to the next scene where him and Lois are like, you know, apparently Hal beat him up. Yep. Turns out he was 15. Um, <laughs> so Kevin's older brother. <laughs> it's so good. And then, you know, the marathon starts and Malcolm just trips and then that's it. That's it. That's it. That was it. Like he didn't even fall that hard. Like I don't. Did he just give up? Did he run the marathon? I, we don't know. No, I think he just gave up. But he did raise eight thousand dollars. Yeah, they don't believe that. Like it's real. No, they don't. Why would they? Yeah, I don't know. I just I I don't know that one. He just falls, trips, and calls it a day. <laughs> and that's that. Does Does the and charity then, still get the money if you don't run the marathon? Like the way I no, thought of it. I thought it was more like a walkathon. Yeah, you get don't you? The people right. donate money based on how many laps you run. Right. I don't know. Like a marathon has laps, though. No, but I, but I guess if it was an actual. But first of all, how old is he? It's gonna right. run a marathon. Isn't a marathon like twenty six something miles? miles. <laughs> like what? Hmm. Yeah, not adding up there. Is there any uh, preteens that have run a marathon? Please contact us. I'd like to talk to you. Right. And then we're back at military school. Uh, and uh, uh, so um, Francis thinks he's going to get the up on Spangler. And um, Spangler ends up, we don't see this, but he ends up switching it out with embarrassing slides, slides of Francis. <laughs> and I'm going to take a guess here. And uh, is this your profound quote? So it's, it's not necessarily my profound quote, but I did write it down. Yeah, a good soldier always checks the chamber. A good soldier always yeah, checks the chamber. Which, yeah, which is a, a great quote, I thought, too. I thought that was going to be oh, your profound. That means Francis was sloppy. Right. He didn't check what was on the tape. He just assumed it was embarrassing stuff of Spangler. I'm kind of shocked by that. I feel like he would have prepared better. Ooh, Francis? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's plenty of time uh, moving forward for him to uh, get into some hijinks. Sure. 
But no, my profound and deep quotes are, I think it was in one of the next scenes when Lois is having a heart-to-heart with Lois, or Lois is having a heart-to-heart with Malcolm. Yeah, there's a very wholesome mother-son scene where I guess the resolution comes into play where, you know, she kind of says like, you know, it's okay to feel bad about it, but you know, there will come a time when you, you know, you don't have to, and that's okay. Well, this is what she says. This is my deep quote. That's your conscience. Be thankful God gave you one. It's a gift. And you know what most people do with theirs? They keep them in the closet all year and they bring them out only when they think he's going to visit, which I guess he is Santa Claus. You will feel bad about Kevin only as long as you're supposed to. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. And Wait, um, you, Funny, though, I did write down the Spangler quote because as we were going through the episode, <laughs> I started panicking that there wasn't going to be a deep quote. <laughs> I was almost certain that was going to be it, too, man. Damn. I was pretty, pretty confident in that one. And then, yeah, we see Hal's sitting on the toilet during that whole time the mother-son oh, scene yeah. is happening. <laughs> like, what the hell? Do they only have one bathroom, maybe? I think the boys have a bathroom and then Lois and Hal have like a master bedroom bathroom maybe. Yeah, because I live in a house with one bathroom. Right. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Now, are we ever going to see Kevin again? Let me check. That's a good question. I don't know. Because Kevin didn't do anything wrong, you know. Like I I can understand Spath. Like maybe Spath just, you know, he beat up a handicapped kid. So like he just got kind of like socially exiled from people and maybe his parents took him out of school and started a new life somewhere. Well, we're never going to see Kevin again, sadly. No, right. Sadly. Oh, yeah, bullies don't win. Bullies don't win. According um, to IMDb trivia, yep, first appearance of Commandment Spangler. Yep, a great character. Great character. Um, I thought this has been this was the best episode yet. See, I don't agree with you. Oh, no? I think the Red Dress episode was my favorite so far. That one's really strong. I, I definitely thought this one was, was better. Um, and I'm super excited because I looked up when the Water Park episode is, and it's the season finale of season one. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget how many episodes there are in season one. 16. I think 20-something. Oh, 16? Okay, we'll get there sooner or later. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this episode? Um, No, I mean, I did like it. I liked it a lot. It like was I said, nice I, to see Malcolm like more humanized. What do you mean? Having all that guilt. Oh, okay. Because right, I feel like in past episodes when they've done stuff, he doesn't really show any guilt. He's just trying to not get in trouble. True. But all in all, a pretty solid episode, if not the best, one of the best so far. And I saw the ratings actually took a little bit of a dip for this one according to the previous ones I saw. Yeah. But I guess that's only kind of natural. But um but yeah, overall solid episode. That's good. A lot of scenes Funny. and but everything is just effective. Every joke is pretty on point. Like I I'm coming to love the show more and more all over again, really. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't remember this episode at all. I just remembered the wood chipper part. I just that part is so iconic to me with the show. <laughs> Maybe one day we can rent a chipper. Maybe. If it was Walter White, though, he would be putting his enemies in the woodchipper. So, just saying. Well, well, (laughs) I mean, I don't know if we talked about Breaking Bad at all so far, but I mean, it was bound to come up sooner or later. We've mentioned it it before. Right. So is Breaking Bad 
before this? <laughs> What's the fan theory, or is it after? I'm going to have to look it up. I thought it was... Because it could go either way. You could say, you know, he's in the witness protection program or something and has a new identity, and he's Hal. Or but then there's like Hal and having a dream. That I think that was, they made an alternate ending to Breaking Bad. Yeah, they did it and on it like Hal waking up. Yeah, from a dream that he dreamed everything with Lois. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, I forget what show it was on. Maybe it was SNL. I don't. I don't remember. I think it was Funny or Die. Maybe yeah. But yeah, I I think we're I think I in our next episode I wrote something about Breaking Bad. I think. We'll see. It's not going to go away. Oh, no, definitely not. I think as we go on, we'll start seeing more uh, connections. On that note, want to call it a day? We'll call it a day. Where where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter. Just double check what our username is. I'm not great with that technology. Be sure to tweet at us. Be sure to tweet at me. It is pod in the middle. And then our Instagram is podcast in the middle yep and then yeah we have an email address too podcast to the middle at gmail.com if you feel free to write in yeah you want to be a guest watch an episode with us yeah totally talk about it that would be fun Um, for sure um you know maybe maybe us and some friends and maybe linwood boomer we'll have a good (laughs) good time together linwood um, boomer who um, the creator of the show, but she hasn't done that's it so far. You know, she hasn't written any of the previous episodes besides the pilot, I believe. No, I don't think so. Don't but think she doesn't anymore. Or he. This whole time I was thinking it was a woman. Oh, uh, it's not. No. Linwood. Uh, I assume that too. No, though he does make an appearance in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Not till season seven. We're a little far off from there. Yeah, we're ma- we're making our way though. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. This has been Anthony with Angela. Podcast in the middle. Shame. Episode four. Thanks for listening. Angela and Anthony. Maybe Linwood Boomer too. We love Brian Cranston, as I'm sure you do too. Angela and Anthony. Sorry for this shitty twiddle. We love Brian Cranston, podcast in the middle.